Hello and welcome to this Life Changes podcast. You are now listening to one of our Sunday messages. If you'd like to know more about Life Changes, you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Now lean in and enjoy. 2020. Oh, it's a bit muted. Come on, man. Let's get a bit of cheer here. Come on. It's going to be good. I think. Are you sure? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I tell you what I do know. Jesus is on his throne. And we are sons and daughters of the Most High. And we've got to access that. And this morning... I believe God's put a word on my heart, and I'm super excited about it. And if you're looking for a title this morning, it's Stand Firm. I don't want to be a bearer of bad news or doom and gloom as we start the new year. How many of you have had failed New Year's resolutions? Be honest. Thank you for your honesty. You'll be blessed. Thank you. I just had no New Year's resolutions. Much easier. 100% hit rate. That's good. But I think we're in for an incredibly tough decade. And that's a tough thing to say. You've come to church today, you want to get G'd up, you're like, yeah, let's go. But I think we need to ready ourselves. I think we're in for a tough, maybe not decade, but I, I think it's going to be interesting. And I think if we go in naively into our workspaces, into our city, into our futures, we can't just throw out positive vibes. It's going to be amazing. We actually have to take a stand. And I'm hoping today to achieve some of that, to put some courage in you, to be prepared, because the Word says that trouble will come, and I want us to do well. I want us to experience the things of God. I want us to be on the front foot. And God gave me this picture of readying yourself. Because it's interesting, if you... If you haven't chosen Jesus yet, can I encourage you to seriously consider doing so? Because no matter what you believe, I can tell you now, if you haven't, you're standing in a position like this. And if you've had any type of contact in your life, if you are standing like this, you are going to fall over. And so you learn very, very quickly to do this, to take the hit. And that's what happens is Jesus allows us not only to take the hit, but to push back and to have victory. And so if you haven't made that decision, I hope today would spur you on to experience something new, to make some good decisions, and and to step into your futures of what God has for you. So 2020 has arrived. Happy New Year. My mate Mort Williams is in Johannesburg. He's an entertainer and actor. He's just finished his gig just after 12 o'clock. He wanders out onto the street, chats to two ladies at Poppy's restaurant. Someone drives past. Bah, 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 bah. The two ladies he's talking to, dead. He takes a hit through the back, through the front, shatters his pelvis. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2020. And so we've got to be prepared Because you don't know what later holds, what tomorrow holds. And you don't have to live in fear. So this is not a fear thing. But it's just a wake-up call for 2020 to stand firm and know who you are in Christ Jesus so you can have victory in your future. And so Mort, um, I phoned him. He's in good spirits. He's, He's doing really well. 
And um, it's interesting because we've, we've, we've journeyed together. He, he knows Jesus, but I don't know if he has really been like living for Jesus. And it's interesting the words that have come out of his mouth. By the grace of God, and I've got a second chance to live and I'm going to take it. I pray that you sitting in this room don't have to have an experience like that to start using those words like, I'm going to live because I've got a second chance. If you wake up breathing, you're in a good space. God can move mountains in your life. Australia's on fire. Welcome to 2020. That nation is in trouble. I pray that every person in this room will be on their knees daily praying for that nation and the people in that nation. They don't know what the numbers are, but there are about 20 people that they know of that have lost their lives. Millions of, there's the, the numbers coming out on the, on the animals is like 500 million. There's half a billion loss of life, God's creation. It's tough there. They need God to break in. People are losing everything. And our job is to be on our knees praying for them. And so you don't know what tomorrow holds, but we do know who Jesus is and who we are in him. I believe we're going to have to fight, and we're going to need to get some fight in us, and we're going to need to know how to fight and why we're we fighting. Can I tell you we have victory in Jesus? You have victory. We will be prosperous. We will overcome. We will be redeemed. We will get to the other side, 100%, because of who he is. And I trust today we get a glimpse of that. Let's read some scripture together. Ooh, 2020, just quickly. Look here, guys. Look, look, look. 2020 vision, baby. Come on. Only about 14 years too late, but uh, my size 14 font is now probably 18.5, so it might actually take me longer to read this than usual. But if you've got your Bibles with you, please can you open to Joshua 9, verse 1. It will be up on the screen behind us. Wonderful. Wow, that is magnified. <laughs> After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses aside, what? That didn't work. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to you, give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot. As I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon and from the great river the Euphrates to the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. And no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. No one will be able to stand against you. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore for their ancestors to give them. We're going to read a little bit more, but, but you get to lead your life, and you get to lead your families, 
and God will never leave you nor forsake you. You're going to have to be bold and courageous. You're going to have to make some decisions, but he is with you. Amen? Verse 7 says, be strong and very courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Oh, courageous. Thank you. These glasses. Let's blame the glasses. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn back from it to the right or the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. But keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. I, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And then I'm actually just going to jump down to verse 16. It says, Then they answered Joshua, Whatever you've commanded us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. And only may the Lord God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. So I think you can see the theme there of being strong and courageous and God with you. And I believe God has put this in me for this season of my life and I wanted to share it with you. And point number one is stand firm. I'm hoping that's what I put on my slide. Fantastic. And that stand firm for me was getting on that front foot of getting in that ready position. And God gave me this question is, what do you need to stake, take your stand on in 2020? We need to ask the question, what do you need to take your stand on? Where do you need to draw the line in the sand and say no more? Is it in your thinking? Is it in the way you manage your finance? Is it in the way that you respond to adversity? Is it what you choose to believe? Where do you need to draw your line? Remember to be strong, to be courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Will you continue to allow life and people and situations to bully you? Because Jesus paid a price so you could live a victorious life. For me, what is God saying? And when last was I obedient to what he said? When last were you obedient to what God asked you to do? For me, one of my strengths is positivity. There's this thing that you can do called strength finders. There are lots of different things. But my number one strength is positivity. I will see the silver lining on anything you give me, no matter what it is. And I'm very thankful for that. But I realize that not everyone is like that. But I choose to see the silver lining, no matter what it looks like around me. I choose to believe what the Bible says about me. I'm going to take my stand. I choose to see the good in people, even when I know they're going to hurt me. I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to choose to believe that I need to work hard, but God will prosper me. 
I need to work hard. But God will prosper me. I choose to believe that God will break through into every situation no matter how long it takes. I choose to believe. What do you choose? And where do you stand? Without him, you're on the back foot. With him, you're on the front foot, ready, focused. Don't get distracted, verse 7. Don't look to the left and right. Be strong, be very uh, courageous. Struggling with that word today. Verse 9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And the disclaimer here is you have to say yes to Jesus for this one. That is true. If you haven't said yes to Jesus, you can't access its power. God is always with you. The challenge is until you say yes to Jesus and allow what he did on the cross, to, you don't have access to the power of what God has done for you. If you look at Joseph's story in the Bible, God gave him a word. He had to stand through many, many trials. His own family selling him out, slavery, foreign land, being put in prison. Man, his life sucked. God gave him a really, really big promise. And it didn't look like there was breakthrough for decades. And I pray that's not our story. Stand firm. Point number two is be prepared. And the main crux of my be prepared is hold up your shield of faith. But we're going to get there. We've got a, I've got a little something here. There's a, not yet, Nathan, not yet, buddy. But I've got a target here. We're going to be shooting a live arrow, which I'm not sure is the wisest thing at the moment. But we'll move you. But there's a point. And I felt God say, go back to basics, be prepared. I don't know how many people in this room have heard the armor of God preached. But God has opened up this passage as I've read it again. It says here, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. I'm like, ooh, that's pretty clear for me. And after you have done everything to stand, Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up your shield of faith, which 
you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is God's Word. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests, that with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. Pray also for me whenever I speak words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mysteries of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. I pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. It's Paul writing. Again, an unbelievable piece of scripture. And there's something about daily putting on the armor of God. It's getting on that front foot and protecting yourself. I found towards the end of last year, I probably wasn't putting on the armor of God as much as I should have. I don't know about you. And you start to take some hits. Amen? For God's sake, go back to basics. Be prepared. And once you've stood, stand firm then with the belt of truth. What is your truth? What is your truth that you read in the gospel that's going to help you stand? That says, when the day of evil comes. It's not a surprise. Yet when we're standing like this, we get knocked on our butts and wonder how we ended up on the ground, bleeding and picking thorns out of our buttocks. It's a great picture. It's a great picture. The uh, breastplate of righteousness. The sandals of the gospel of peace. Are you you prepared to take peace wherever you go? No matter what conflict is coming. You can still fight and bring peace. You don't have to fight and bring chaos and disorder. You can fight and bring peace. It calls you to an action, a choice. Take up your shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit. You have to choose that stuff. You have to pick it up. Nathan, I think it's time, buddy. So, I mean, this is super risky, but I'm sure we'll be fine. Nathan is an accomplished uh, marksman. He's going to shoot his bow. Can I ask you guys here, these two rows here? Could you just come, uh, stand at the back, please? So I'm going to grab this. I'm going to hold the arrows for him. And God gave me this picture. He has practiced this at this distance. Love, I have full faith in Nathan's ability. (laughs) Plus, Brittany's shielding you, so we should be fine. You're welcome to move if you don't feel safe. 100%. And this is what happens when you choose not to pick up the shield of faith. Oh, let me move over here. shooting boy. Thank you. 
It's amazing how often we run into our daily lives, into the battle of life, without our shield of faith. And you start to take hits like that, and before long, you actually don't even know where you are. You know that you've made a decision. You know that you believe who Jesus is. You know you can come to church. You can worship. You can, you can do what you need to do. But because you don't pick up your shield of faith and you operate in your own ability, you start to take some hits. And I don't know about you, but I can't take any more hits anymore. I'd rather pick up my shield of faith that covers you from the top of your head to the tip of your toe. And the scripture says it extinguishes every fiery dart of the enemy. Every fiery dart. And I pray today you would have that revelation. You know what the beauty of the gospel is? When we get it wrong, and we all do, more often than we let on, the Bible says repent, and God restores you straight away. Say, Father, forgive me that I haven't trusted you, that I haven't done it your way, that I've run on my own. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that I'm a son and daughter. Thank you that I'm good enough. And God restores you, and you have access to the power to stand firm. Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. We need to go on some faith journeys. Some of us need to make some decisions. I don't know where it is or what it is. You probably know what it is. But it's impossible to please God without faith. Point number three. is push forward together in community. And I loved what we were declaring when we were singing. There was a real sort of fighting battle th um, theme coming through. And I didn't know Ollie was going to sing those songs. So I got super encouraged. I don't know how many people here have seen the movie 300. Safe place. Really, put, can you put your hands up if you've seen it? Because it will be helpful for me. Thank you. Awesome. I really enjoyed that movie for the reason of how 300 men took a stand at a particular point. Matthew 7 says, enter through the narrow gate for the wide gate, uh, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life and only a few find it. And I'm reminded where those 300 men take a stand between those cliffs against a very big enemy. If you haven't watched the movie, you should probably watch it. There might be one dodge scene in there. Fast forward, you'll be fine. <laughs> but to get this picture of standing together, of being prepared and pushing forward in community, these men built a line with their shields and because the, the gate was so narrow, Wave upon wave of attack of the enemy came. Wave upon wave. And these men were able to stand because of their shields. Together in community, they would hold, push, destroy. Sword of the Spirit. 
And I pray that today you would get a, an encouragement and a boldness and a drive to want to stand, take a stand, and push back against the enemy. And as you push him back, you can kill him with the truth of what God's called you to, of who you are. Amen? We are better in community. The challenge of society today will choose and tell you that you're part of a community if you're on Facebook. I'm old now, I can say that, Facebook. Hey, no one's on Facebook anymore, hey? None of the youngsters. Your Instagram, your Twitter, I don't know what else is out there, anything. Help me. So our snappies. Snapchat? <laughs> but this is the point. That if you belong to any one of those things, they'll tell you that you belong to part of a community. Can I tell you why that's a lie? Because you cannot do community in isolation. And you are isolated in every single one of those communities that you are connected to the world. It's the biggest lie. You are connected, but you are in isolation. And this community that I'm talking to you about is about getting into people's lives about this community of people. Many people, different races, different education, different earning brackets, different upbringings, different, but together, accepted, loved, better together. We need to learn to get into each other's spaces. We need to learn to allow people in again. Because every single person in this room has been portrayed by somebody. Every single person in this room has been hurt by somebody. And you can put your walls up and put your walls up, but you're in a community of isolation. You're just going to take some hits and continue to take the hits. I, I don't want to live like that anymore. I don't know about you. The beauty of community is getting involved with people that are not like you. We have a common goal of serving Jesus, of encountering Jesus, of getting on our own individual walks as each of us grow in Jesus. But you've got to get on the walk. But in community, something beautiful happens. There's story upon story of where things have happened in this community to people, and people rally. When your family runs, your church family rally. They are not perfect. They make mistakes, but in Jesus, they are perfect. And we need to get a desire to be part of church community again. We need to get a desire to be part of community again, not isolated, real community, where people rub you up the wrong way, and you've got to come back on a Sunday and see them again and deal with your stuff. Because that's what it takes. But you'll be better you'll be stronger as we push back and push the enemy back and start to change our city and a nation and the world because of communities of people that push back against the lie, against isolation. If you are feeling isolated, please come and talk to somebody. Suicide, depression, that stuff is very real. If you have never experienced it, it's very difficult for you to have an opinion on it. That is very real. Do not isolate yourself. There are people who love you, 
who will love you, who will help you. Do not isolate yourself and take the hits of the enemy that you're not worth it, that you're not good enough, that nobody's there for you. It is a lie. Get involved in church community. We've got lots of avenues from serving teams to life groups to Bible college to the different ministries that we run where you can help in a kitchen cook food. You can peel potatoes. It's not about peeling the potatoes. It's about the person standing opposite you who's peeling the potatoes that as they start to share some of your life, you realize, wow, I can connect with this person. And Jesus does that. Amen? Maturity is walking the same direction for a prolonged length of time with the same people. It's not mine. could be Philip's. He also may have taken it from somewhere. Maturity is walking in the same direction for a prolonged length of time with the same people. You can pretend to be part of community and jump from life group to life group to this, to that, visit this church, visit that church. If you get down to it, that's what you're doing. Because you're isolating yourself from the community of God. It's not about us telling you what to do. It is good for us to drop the walls. It is good for us to talk about our stuff. And the moment you open your mouth, I can tell you that 90% of those people, the people in this room will have experienced exactly, almost word for word, the same thing you've experienced. But until you open up, you live in isolation. We need to enter through the narrow gate. We need to stay focused, take a stand, be prepared, and press forward. Amen? We need to choose to pick up our shield of faith that extinguishes every fiery dart, every lie of the enemy. We need to find community, we need to find Jesus, and we need to get on with it. And 2020 is going to look amazing. Jesus is not looking for perfect. Because of him, we are made perfect. We just need to get on the journey of becoming more like him. Can I ask you to stand with me? Ollie, uh, can you and the band wander up onto the stage here, please? I pray that today you've felt encouraged, you've felt G'd up in the right way, that you can tackle 2020, that you can make some simple decisions that will change your life and echo into eternity. Father, I pray right now, could you close your eyes and bow your heads for me? Father, I pray for the men and women in this room, the sons and daughters in this room, I thank you for courage. I thank you that they would be courageous. I thank you that they would not be distracted. 
I thank you that they would stand firm. I thank you, Father, that they would get a new revelation, a new understanding of what it is to put on the armor of God. I thank you, Father, that they would access the power that is in Christ Jesus that has been laid out for every single one of us, no matter what the situation looks like. Father, I pray that you cut through the white noise of life. I thank you, Father, you help us to keep our eyes fixed on you. As Leanne brought that word about Peter getting out of the boat, there's lots of water, Father. But in you, we are able to do abundantly more. In you, Father, we can take our stand. We can fight. We can see communities come together. We can see the gospel advanced. We can see people healed, people restored, people saved, people reconciled to the Father. We can see sons reconciled to their fathers and fathers to their sons. We can see families being put back together because of the goodness of who you are, Father, because of the power of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that this is not some weird game that we get to play. I thank you that this is real, that you are real, that you were born over 2,000 years ago so that we may have life. And I pray that every person in this room would understand that they are worthy, that they are acceptable, that they are good enough, Father. They are good enough. It doesn't matter what has happened to them or where they find themselves. They are good enough. I thank you for that truth. Whatever lie, whatever fiery dart has been fired into the lives of the people here, right now, Father, we choose to raise our shield of faith to extinguish every lie, every fiery dart ever fired into us right now in the name of Jesus, broken. I thank you for your presence in this place, Father. I thank you for the truth of who you are to take deep roots in us, Father. I thank you that we are not circus animals that have to jump through hoops and get it right all the time. You simply say, son, daughter, come. I thank you, Father. You are so, so good to us. I thank you that we would see the truth, we would grab it with both hands, and we would hang on tight, Father. We're just going to sing in declaration now. If you're here and you've never made a decision for Christ, I would love for you to come and chat with me. I would love to pray with you. If you've got any questions, I'd love to try and answer them to the best of my ability. But if you've never made a decision, I beg you that you do not leave this place today. If you don't understand, come and ask. There are no stupid questions. I can tell you now, whatever question you want to ask has been asked a thousand times, ten thousand times, a hundred, a million times. Do not leave this place without the power of God going with you.